A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. So. Who needs an alarm clock when you've got the farm, babe? Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. Let's see if we can help you rise and shine on a Friday. Good morning, everyone. Glad you're with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. I actually wish there was a little bit more sunshine coming with us for this Friday. Looks like daytime highs today probably going to touch out right around 38 degrees. We've got a chance for light snow and flurries, maybe mixed with light rain at times, mostly later this afternoon. Some accumulations possible, but probably less than an inch. For tonight, down to 27. Tomorrow, cloudy skies a little milder, back up to 44. On Sunday, 47 are expected high. As we start next week, Monday, 47. Tuesday, 40 degrees. Wednesday, back down to 36. Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist, of course, stepping in to give us his details in about 15 minutes. We're also talking about details from this year's partnership with Cedar Crest Ice Cream and Wisconsin 4-H clubs across the state. They came up with a great flavor, cowlick. What does cowlick entail and how are you going to get your hands on it in 2023? Stephanie Hoff brings us more. And our Wisconsin Alice in Dairyland, Taylor Schaefer, is crisscrossing the states. And uh, right now, she's focused in on what's coming up as far as artisan cheese competition. Charity Seebecker shares that with us on a Friday morning. Hi, this is Jacqueline Anderson from the National Weather Service, and we need your help. Every day, precipitation reports are sent in through a group called Coco Ross. By telling us how much rain, snow, or sleet you got, you give us ground truth to what the conditions are like out there. Current conditions are the foundation to every forecast and help supplement our radar precipitation estimates. Observers like you give us the most accurate information, which helps make our forecast better. It's easy to join and only takes about two minutes a day. Thanks, Jackie. That's right, less than two minutes a day to become a part of the National Weather Service Rainfall Reporting Network. It helps them do a better job forecasting for you. Find all the details and get signed up today. WisconsinWeatherWatchers.org. Spell it all out. Wisconsin Weather Watchers and join forces with the National Weather Service in Wisconsin. Wisconsin continues to be a hub for hemp research, even having a hand in developing some new resources for growers, such as the Midwestern Hemp Database and the Emerging Crops website. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I caught up with Philip Alberti. He's a research program manager at UW-Madison in the hemp department, and he walks me through trends he's seeing in Wisconsin's hemp industry and tells me about the resources that hemp growers now have at their fingertips, beginning with that Midwestern hemp database. Yeah, we've been working on it kind of in the background for the last few years, um, a wide-scale collaboration with several land-grant institutions here in the Midwest, but we just launched our kind of grain fiber side of the database. So growers, whether they're growing for high cannabinoid hemp like CBD or CBG or grain fiber hemp, have a resource for agronomic performance and cannabinoid development. 
what exactly are growers going to see when they when they open it up? And is it online? It is all online and it's completely interactive. Uh, so when you go there, it might be a little overwhelming at first. So, you know, what are we really looking at? But it contains all of the research reports from all of the university trials that we've done that feed into the database. So if people want to see where the data came from originally, they can see that as well. But it just provides an opportunity, kind of like a variety catalog for growers to look at, you know, when... If I was in Illinois and I grew this, or if I was in Wisconsin, when did it flower? What were the cannabinoid development like for that particular genetic? And how often was it or was it not compliant? Which is ultimately the biggest goal for growers is to grow something that they could harvest successfully at the end of the season. So we're just trying to treat this as like an interactive variety catalog for all things hemp. Speaking of catalog, another thing coming down the pipeline, it sounds like a lot of seed certifications for hemp. Yeah, I mean, just given that, you know, cannabis as a whole, um, especially hemp, wasn't legalized as a in the country until 2018, um, a lot of the seed certification, you know, organizations, whether that be state departments of ag or crop improvement agencies, were a little probably worried about getting involved with the shifting sand that was regulation, but we're starting to see state organizations, departments of ag, start to certify seed from providers to give growers an idea of reputable seed providers, which is something we really didn't have. Um, the list has been growing over the last few years, but that's just one piece of the puzzle that's that's about genetic uniformity and are the plants looking the way that we expect them to, but doesn't always include things like agronomic performance or compliance. And so it's one piece of the puzzle that growers can use to make their decisions and then go take a look at the database to, to make those final selections. When you showed me a sample of some of the different seeds coming down the pipeline, it reminded me of like the names of tomatoes that I find in my garden seed catalog. And that led me to wonder, can you plant hemp in a home garden or is that not allowed? It depends on the acreage requirements and the tax code of the land. So it's technically supposed to be done on a farm, but what a farm really is all comes down to, you know, tax codes and things like that. So um, there are acreage requirements. So I think you know, depending on if it's an indoor or an outdoor field, there are acreage requirements, but many growers have found ways to get creative with where they grow, given the current uh, regulatory landscape. I want to talk about Wisconsin's hemp landscape. Can you tell me about the number of growers, number of acres in the state, and how that's been trending since it was legal to grow as of 2018? Yeah, you know, Wisconsin's a unique case because we were handling our own regulation through uh, Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, DATCAP. But as of last year, passed the, the regulation off to the USDA. So the state of Wisconsin follows the federal USDA hemp program, which is basically just changes who your regulatory body is and who's enforcing the hemp licensing. So we've seen some changes as a result of that as growers are getting accustomed to the new plan, new regulation, and who they need to speak with. So we've seen a dip in the last couple of years of hemp growers and licensed acreage, but with the, the shifting kind of focus away from, you know, smaller scale CBD, CBG to larger scale grain and fiber, the amount of research dollars that are, are being funneled it both at the federal and state levels for hemp. We're seeing a push towards commercial grain and fiber production more so, even though the processing centers are still kind of getting developed. There's been a huge push for that type of hemp given the potential. Well, so where's the value then in the hemp market? Is it more towards the fiber side of things now and not so much 
CBD? I, I would say that right now, especially on a smaller scale, the value still might be in a CBD field if you have a processor lined up and have been kind of weathered the storm the last few years and kind of got things up and running. But we're starting to see pockets of hemp fiber processing happen throughout the country. And that has been a direct result of federal and state funding coming in to help with some of these projects. Um, and so I'm hopeful that we'll get a better idea of what that's going to look like in the next few years with all of this grant funding just coming into play right now. When we hear kind of the short life story of Wisconsin hemp, uh, you know, since it was legal to grow in 2018, the story has been that the market kind of was flooded. That's what we've heard from growers. Is that still the case? So there's been a lot of supply over the last few years that growers have been trying to get rid of, you know, 2019, 2020 material. From my experience, we're starting to see processors looking for biomass from growers, which is the first time that's happened in a few years because of this oversupply. So processors who had plenty of material are now starting to look to refill their stocks for the future. That's not to say to go jump in and start a bunch of hemp uh, all over again. But what it is saying is that there's an equilibrium that's kind of being met and we're starting to figure out what those needs are. But this is a long play. It's a new crop. We're in the stage that corn and you know corn was in the early 1900s, and so we have a long way to go with establishing this crop, developing health and safety standards, which are still a long way off. This is in the, for the long haul, and we're seeing this as something that maybe 20, 30 years from now we can really see the impacts of the work that's being done. And our researchers at UW-Madison are on the front lines. Can you tell me about some of the, just like a brief overview of what you're focusing on right now in your test plots? Sure. So I work in Dr. Shelby Ellison's lab, and, and Dr. Ellison's actually been a, a big player in hemp for the, la- for the last three, four years. I mean, she's on several larger national grant projects focusing on germplasm collection. So how do we collect these wild hemp populations all across the state? How do we preserve them for breeding programs? And so if we're, we're looking for cooperators who know of wild hemp sites, they can reach out to us and we'll send a team to go out collect it and they get to help with serving the greater good of this research. But also grower cooperator trials. If you're interested in growing grain or fiber or CBD type hemp and you're a producer who has a license or is looking to get that, uh, we have several trials that we run. We provide costs of seed, we provide testing costs. Growers just need to be licensed and be willing to to work with us on it. And that material can be kept provided they, they are compliant at the end of the season. So if you're an interested grower who wants to try something new, try hemp again or wants to get better at growing it, reach out to us. We have opportunities to partner and maybe cut some of these costs down. An easy resource to use and get to is the Emerging Crops website, whether it's hemp or or another new crop that you want to work with. Um, Where can people find that new link? Yeah, if you just honestly Google Emerging Crops Wisconsin, it'll be the first link that pops up and you'll find the hemp page and it has links to all of the research trials that we're going to be running, ways to get involved, people to contact, and if any of this uh, gets a little overwhelming, just reach out to me and I can get you into contact with the right people. Philip Alberti is a research program manager in the Department of Horticulture at UW-Madison with a focus on hemp. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Do you have a history of white mold or SDS in your bean fields? While you can never predict when disease will occur, using the right seed treatments can reduce your risk of yield loss when it does. Did you know adding heads up to your seed treatment package brings a proven mode of action that primes your beans so they're ready to fight off disease all season long? Ask your seed dealer to apply Heads Up for protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome this season. 
Learn more at headsupst.com. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, I guess I could describe this morning's weather as comfortable, maybe not as warm as what we'd enjoyed earlier in the week, but definitely not all that bad. It is a Friday. Time to check in on what's coming our way weather-wise, not just today, but through the weekend. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us with our Compere Financial Friday forecast. So, uh, you know, like I said, we got a taste of the good stuff on, what was that, Wednesday when we had temperatures that were almost near 50 degrees or around 50 degrees. So anything that changes that is noticed. What have we got for the weekend? To, well, I guess today and the weekend, Stu. Well, not too bad, Pam. I mean, still on the above normal side. Normal. At Madison is 38. Most places, 38. La Crosse, a little warmer, 39. That's where we should be talking about for a daytime high. Low 40s today and tomorrow, mid-40s Sunday, so a lot more mild condition in store. And I know I've talked about it this week. I thought a system moving up out of the southwest was especially going to affect southeast Wisconsin and maybe further north by late today. Looks like it's staying a little further south. That low, in fact, still in Missouri, heading to only far southern Illinois. But that's the system this morning providing rain in Missouri, central and southern Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio, and back on into Kentucky as well. Now that low is trying to push north and east. And far southeast Wisconsin could see a little rain, maybe some snowflakes toward evening. But I think that's about the extent I heard some indication of Racine may see an inch or two of sloppy snow here yet late today. Not the case for most of us. That system stays farther away. It will mean cloudy skies, but we still have our very mild air mass in store on the above normal side, as we've indicated. Not overly windy. The wind's a bit variable through today and into tonight. Of course, with that low off to the south, we get an east and north breeze. It becomes west as we head on towards Saturday. That's still going to mean some mild air around, so that all doesn't sound bad for us at all. But the next system will edge in from the west. It does appear it may 
travel further north have more of an effect in northern Wisconsin in terms of wintry weather for a little later Sunday, Sunday night into Monday when snow and the like may fall and probably north of Highway 10, you know, up toward Marshfield, Stevens Point and further north. But nonetheless, I think all of us here in the southern part of the state then talk about you know, what could be a little rain or some snowflakes developing later Sunday, lasting overnight or on into the day Monday. Oh, I'm seeing some quarter inch, maybe a stray half inch amount of rain here or there. Not a big deal either, but some wet weather as we start into the new week. Temperatures that stay in the 40s here through the weekend will be a little cooler once we get that rain out of here. Still a very mild day Monday, but I expect some cooling on toward Tuesday and Wednesday. Back late today, back into the upper 30s. That's still about normal for this time of the year, just not quite as mild as it's going to be. So not the worst of weather coming up. That rainfall Sunday night, Monday could mean a pretty sloppy start to the new week, and I'd expect another small chance of precipitation toward later Wednesday or on toward Thursday. So not a real wet spell for us, but plenty of little changes. The temps up and down in that precipitation here and there. I'll have forecast details right after this. Take a trip to the grocery store and you'll pay record high prices for food while multinational corporations rake in massive profits. Meanwhile, the farmer's share of the food dollar is only 15 cents. Farmers Union is fighting for laws in the Farm Bill, like a competition title that promote fair markets. A healthy and vibrant food system is possible, but we can't get there without fairness for farmers. Visit fairnessforfarmers.org, paid for by National Farmers Union. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All right, buddy, inspire me. What kind of weather can I start to plan my weekend with? And maybe it will include some outdoor activities. Well, we could buck behind you with a pitchfork. Would that be inspiring? <laughs> That's my, that may be what it takes, depending on the temperatures you're going to give me. All right, all right. Let's look at the Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast. A cloudy day in store today. And some upper 30s, but a lot of low 40s, 41, 42 degrees. East winds becoming north about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy overnight, mid-20s. The north winds about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Saturday. That small chance of some light rain or some snow, a flurry here or there, especially toward La Crosse and Boston toward midday or into the afternoon for many of us or evening. Not going to amount to a great deal. Temps in the low 40s again tomorrow. The west winds at 5 to 10. Sunday, well, I expect another mostly cloudy day and a little light rain possibility brewing up in the afternoon. Mid-40s, though, warming up for Sunday, and the winds become southeast through the day. Sunday gets stronger, too, 10 to 15, gusting to 25. I'd expect upper 40s Monday, Pam, but that rain and, you know, a quarter inch or better could be adding up, so things get sloppy again. If people are headed towards uh, the Windy City, sounds like that's going to be... Kind of the the dividing line between decent and ugly, huh? Yeah, and I've got a daughter heading there later today, so I'll have somebody on the ground. Oh, Uh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, well, let's not hope. Let's not say on the grounds, too. (laughs) She'll be there to see it. Yeah, judging judging by the precipitation that they're talking about, they could have some measurable stuff before Monday, hey? Oh, yeah, that rain. It could be a lot of sleet and snow and yuck in it. It doesn't sound good. 
All right, man. Well, take her easy. Have a good weekend. We'll catch up with you on Monday. You bet. See you then. All right. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, with weather details that you may or may not be looking for as you get ready for your weekend. But the bottom line is we're always looking for your participation. Now is getting to be that time of the year when rainfall reports become very critical. And it's not just us. It's the National Weather Service that's looking for it as well. Please join us and become a part of the National Weather Service ground troops for rainfall reporting. It's pretty easy. Not much to commit to. All you need to do is go to wisconsinweatherwatchers.org and you'll find the details there. Wisconsinweatherwatchers, spell that all out, .org and join the National Weather Service during the month of March as they campaign to add more to their rainfall recruiting list. Your Ag Weather Update this morning brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial, your financial partners committed to agriculture in rural America. As always, visit compure.com. Talking more about what Alice in Dairyland is up to. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When we first came to Midwest Family Madison with the rebrand of Stone Trailers, we were really trying to ramp up our recruiting efforts. We wanted something fresh and creative that would draw in an audience that would want to work for us. It is important to us at Stoughton Trailers to have a diverse workforce and we worked with our Midwest Family Madison Hispanic radio station and our bilingual recruiter to really make that happen in a short amount of time. When we started our campaign, our goal was to reach 300 new employees. We exceeded that goal by 25% with the help of Midwest Family Madison can share with everyone else that we do appreciate our employees and we want them to continue to succeed. To build a custom recruitment strategy for your business, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. It feels great to see the growth that we have accomplished over the last year. I look at this dairy cow, and again, it's the animal that I love. The things that this dairy cow can do and the way that she can produce milk to me, there is no substitute for milk in the world. And to be able to keep cows and help cows produce that for people, to me, that's a privilege. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We are the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. 
Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Experienced electricians, come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Did Brian Gutekunst's tone kind of change a little bit and like how he worded things and what he was talking about? It sounded more of like, it, it used to be like, yeah, we want number 12 back. We want Rodgers back, blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, well, Jordan loves a starter. Uh, I know he's a starter. I, I haven't heard from Aaron. Uh, I haven't heard from him since the end of the season. Like, did Goody's tone change or is that just me picking it up? Oh, no, it it changed dramatically. And that's what I wrote the other day at Forbes and at, at Conley Evo. So, so I'll, I'll give you the exact quote here. Good. It is in December. All right. Before uh, with about a month left in the season. And he's asked, you know, do you want Rogers back? And he says, surely. Yeah. We made a big commitment to him in the off season. So that was obviously something that was very important to us. And he went on to say that it wasn't just a one year commitment. It was a multiple year commitment. Okay. Five weeks later, they finish the season, right? Everybody's disappointed. They lose to the Lions in the finale where they can get into the playoffs. They, they finish the year eight and nine for their first losing season. You know, since Mike McCarthy was there, he's asked again at the end of the season, you know, do you want 12 back? And, and he reiterates kind of the exact same thing. You know, we made this huge financial commitment to him last offseason. You know, that certainly, and here was the quote, so I so that certainly wasn't just for 2022. We asked about it again on Tuesday, right at the combine, multiple times. Uh, Wisconsin media to start the day uh, later at a press conference, um, and he and, and and the big thing you can pull out of that Ebo is probably this one. I think all options are on the table right now. 
and he was vague mm-hmm. and he was elusive and he I mean he was Barry Sanders like in 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 dodging questions <laughs> in terms of making any type of long term commitment at this point to Aaron Rodgers and he was absolutely um you know uh, 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 over over the top and exuberant in his praise of Jordan Love it it certainly felt um, like Brian Gutekunst in his, you know, without coming out and 100% publicly saying it, it certainly felt like Brian Gutekunst was relaying the message, you know, that the Packers are ready to turn the page and rip off the Band-Aid, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use and, and move on and, and turn this thing over to Jordan Love in, in 2023, I, exactly like they did back in that Favre. Rogers transition uh, back in in 2008, and and we went into this a little bit last week, Ebo, and and I wrote about it again in the last few days. Uh, the, the 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 way this lines up and shapes up, and and again, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that Jordan Love is going to have the kind of career that Favre did or Rogers did, but but the way this transition lines up and shapes up um, with with both quarterbacks sitting for three years. Rodgers was the 24th pick in the draft. Love was the 26th pick in the draft. Uh, Love's passer rating is about 80. Rodgers was 74. Their touchdown to interception ratios were both one to one. And here's the real killer, uh, Evo, to me. When when the 2008 season started, Aaron Rodgers was 24 years old and 10 months. When the 2023 season starts, Jordan Love will be 24 years old and 11 months, uh, a month apart. I mean, the, the parallels in, 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 in the potential transition here um, of Favre to Rogers and now Rogers to Love are absolutely remarkable. And, 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 and you know, and not just that, guys, in, you know, in, in the level of play that the organization has seen uh, from the backup quarterback, um, Rogers back in 07, how, how they saw the growth in his game and felt, that you know, even after Favre led that team to a to an NFC title game, they felt that Rodgers was ready to be the man. And it clear, it, it's very clear now coming out of Green Bay, they feel identical with, with Jordan Love that he is ready to be the starter now, potentially the starter for several years moving forward. And and now I think you know, like, like we touched on, it, it, it's time Rodgers and Gutekunst get together, meet, hash this thing out, and and lay out the next best potential plan for the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Man, I mean, I, Rob, it's crazy to me, like just a year ago, uh, before the season started, uh, I think it would be like, yeah, probably like 70, 30, 70% loved Rodgers, 30% wanted to see a, a, a regime change. I think it's like 80, 20, 90, 10 now, like 90, 80 to 90% of people are like sick of Rodgers and want him gone. Like, have you ever seen a shift like this in the perception of the guy who leads the Green Bay Packers? Well, I think more than anything with it, Ebo, you know, you, you can put up with a lot of his nonsense when he's winning MVPs, right? He's, he's certainly the most high-maintenance player in the league. Um, you know, if, if, if he's in Hollywood, this might play out. It doesn't play out in blue-collar Wisconsin. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, and that's one of the first farm activities that's going to get started this spring. I know I saw some tanker loads rolling around Dane County yesterday. The uh, window of opportunity has reopened for some of our larger dairy operations, so you can expect that dairy air coming your way. Today, it looks like we'll see cloudy skies. A chance of light snow and flurries in the forecast, so be mindful of that if you're looking at spreading. 
Uh, daytime highs today around 38 degrees. Tonight down to 27. Tomorrow some clouds. A little milder as far as temperatures, though. 44 are expected high. Pam Yankee, glad to be along with you. couple things that we're tackling for you on a Friday morning. Cedar Crest Ice Cream again this year has partnered up with Wisconsin 4-H clubs across the state to develop fun new flavors coming your way this summer. Cowlick is the winner for 2023. Stephanie Hoff did a deep dive on exactly what Cowlick is and how you can get your hands on it with our friends from Cedar Crest. Stick around for that. And our Wisconsin Alice in Dairyland, Taylor Schaefer's a busy gal. They are already beginning the process to select the 76th Alice in Dairyland. Meanwhile, Taylor Schaefer, our current Alice, is uh, visiting a lot of different spots in the state talking about artisan cheese. Charity Seabacker with that in just a moment. So today is the third day of March. Let's talk about it. So on this day, back in 1991, footage of the Los Angeles police officers severely beating Rodney King caused a global outcry. Then the acquittal of the police officers sparked riots in Los Angeles on 1992. But the process began again with that footage being released on this day back in 1991. In Wisconsin, on this day in 1875, Walter Kohler was born. He was born in Sheboygan. He was part of a family that was uh, very influential as far as Wisconsin politics and also as far as business was concerned. At a really early age, Walter Kohler worked at his father's farm implement company. On his father's death, his brothers assumed management of the firm that was known as the Kohler Company. Well, as you can imagine, time went on and they pioneered production methods for plumbing equipment and enamelware. Today, they've actually got a museum that tells you about their history. Yes, today we know it as the Kohler Company. But Walter Kohler, one of its founders and drivers, started on this day back in 1875. Let's see, on this day in 1975, the first People Choice Awards were presented. In motion pictures, they went to John Wayne and Barbara Streisand. In television, to Alan Alda, Telly Savalas, and Mary Tyler Moore. How many of you remember all those names? And now you know. Well, we want you to know that our own Taylor Schaefer, Alice in Dairyland, is crisscrossing the state, this time around talking about artisan cheese fresh off the U.S. Cheese Championship that just concluded up in Green Bay. Charity Seebecker got a chance to visit with Taylor. The month of March is time for basketball brackets, high school sports games, and also more time spent with family and friends. I'm Charity Seebecker here with the Midwest Farm Report. Here joining me to tell us more about how to make these celebrations just complete with Wisconsin dairy products is the 75th Allison Dairyland, Taylor Schaefer. Wisconsin cheese is world famous, and you have a new way for Wisconsinites to recognize some of their favorite cheeses, correct? So, of course, here in Wisconsin, we have more than 1,200 licensed cheesemakers that create over 600 varieties, types, and styles of cheese. And that's nearly double the number of any other state. We know that we win more awards than any other place in the entire world for our cheese, but which one would rise to the top if given the chance? So in the month of March, we, of course, will find out, and Wisconsinites will have an 
opportunity to vote for their favorite kinds of cheese through my social media channels with the Wisconsin Artisan Bracket. What types of cheeses are on there so far, or where are we at in this voting process? Well, we are at our Elite 8 Wisconsin cheeses so far, so all of our cheeses have already beat out another variety. So today we'll be talking a little bit more about cheese spreads and gorgonzola, but later in the month of March I will be highlighting everything from Colby Jack to aged cheddar. We've got some mozzarella and so much more, so there's very exciting things coming. Giving us just a taste of Wisconsin, which cheeses will be facing off today? You mentioned cheese spreads and gargonzola. Well, cheese spreads are really unique because you can either find them at the store or you can even make them at home with virtually any semi-hard or semi-soft cheese. So these go really well on crackers or even on breads, but I love to use them in recipes. So I've actually shared some recipes through my social media channels, one that you might not think can have cheese in it. So it's kind of cool to see how you can experiment around with those cheese spreads and use them in more conventional ways, especially now that we are gearing up for sports season and maybe you're looking to find a new recipe to bring home for your family. But Gorgonzola is the other one that cheese spreads will be facing off with this week. And Gorgonzola was really our country's first blue cheese love. So this is a very full, hearty cheese that has that really zesty snap to it. I love to use it just on top of recipes, but of course you can also mix it in with mayonnaise or even sour cream to make a spread or other things that you want to use at home for cooking too. So the best way to vote is to go to my Instagram page, and I will share that on my stories. And that's where you can really vote for all of our Elite Eight cheeses and those four matchups throughout the month of March. And on March 30th is when we'll have our final four, and March 31st is when we will announce our champion cheese. So really follow along on my social media to see where we are on the bracket and, of course, to vote for your favorite cheeses, too. You mentioned you had one recipe that maybe you don't think about incorporating cheese with. Can you say, what is that recipe? Well, it is cookies and cream. So it's kind of like a cookies and cream parfait that you make out of cheese spread. So it's kind of cool to see how you can blend those sweet and salty flavors together and make something new. How can we tell if we're buying dairy products from Wisconsin? So if I'm a consumer out in the grocery store, what should I be looking for? While you're out shopping, the best way to identify genuine Wisconsin dairy products is to look for the Proudly Wisconsin badge or the number 55 on your milk carton. So the number 55 is really a sure tell way to make sure that your dairy products are from Wisconsin. And it doesn't mean that we're 55 in milk production, doesn't mean that we're number 55 in cheese production. That is actually a number assigned to all states in the country, 01 to 56, and it's alphabetically. So, of course, Wisconsin is towards the back end of that. We are number 55, like I mentioned. So, usually right below your best buy date is where you'll find that set of numbers. And the first two you want to make sure are 55. Once again, that was 75th Allison Dairyland, Taylor Schaefer. Be sure to follow along with her Facebook and Instagram pages to vote for your favorite cheese in the Wisconsin Artisan Bracket. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is the direction that the world is going. I know our customers really have to look at the bottom dollar. This needs to financially make sense, but this is one of those rare things that really it's not just nice for your wallet, but it's also nice for the planet and for the earth. And uh, it's pretty fun to be part of it. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All right. So far this morning in the markets, we're a little bit mixed as we begin a Friday trade session. Right now, as far as our December corn is concerned, we're unchanged at 570. November beans are up a penny 
1368 July wheat down a penny, 718. Don't forget, crop insurance deadline is quickly looming. We were talking about it yesterday at the Yahara Pride uh, Annual Spring Conference. March 15th, the deadline. You need to have all those decisions taken care of. Dairy markets yesterday, they helped you with some decisions. Barrel cheese dropped two and a quarter cents to 153. 40-pound block cheese was up a penny on Thursday to 191. Double-A butter down three and a half. 234 and a half per pound. Now the fluid milk this morning for April is down 11 cents, 1748 a hundredweight. The May milk down a dime at 1780 a hundredweight. Hey, I wanted you to know the brochures have arrived for our next farm tour coming up August 14th through the 23rd. We're headed west. Glacier, Yellowstone, and Grand Tetons National Park, along with agricultural visits that are included in. I am impressed with the scenery that we're scheduled to see. We are going to start off in Salt Lake City, then go to Jackson, Wyoming, West Yellowstone, Helena, Montana, Great Falls, Montana, uh, Whitefish, Montana, back to Missoula. So that gives you a little sense of the loop we'll make. We are going to see Big Sky Orchards and Hops Farm. We're also going to be visiting Mead Ranch and the Monk Family Farms as far as agriculture highlights. You want a brochure? Let me know. Text me, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Or find details on our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. And plan on joining me, Glacier, Yellowstone, and Grand Tetons, August 14th through the 23rd. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Today's consumers have a lot of questions about where their food comes from and how it's produced. And that's all we talk about. I'm the fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee, and at the Midwest Farm Report, all we do is try to make sure you've got clear information on what Wisconsin farmers are doing today to put food on your table tomorrow. It's not about eat this versus that, but instead giving you the information you need to make smart decisions as a consumer. Join us at MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and be sure to sign up for our e-newsletter. They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven-day, no-questions-asked return policy, if you need it, at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Explore the West with me. I'm Pam Yankee inviting you to join us on our next agriculture adventure, August 14th through the 23rd, Glacier, Yellowstone, and Grand Tetons, the ultimate Northern Rockies tour with agricultural highlights that take us to a hops farm, a cattle ranch, and a dairy farm. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword Pam, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888 557 1024 brochure. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. My folks like the prices and- 
For all of you that had your first date riding around the field in a tractor cab, this is the Midwest Farm Report. The Cedar Crest Ice Cream and Wisconsin 4-H Flavor Contest has named a winner, and you can expect to see this flavor in scoop shops this summer. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The winning flavor is cowlick. And while getting literal cowlicks is not so appetizing, this flavor combination will definitely please the masses. Jennifer Flarell is the marketing manager with Cedar Crest Ice Cream. She tells me more about this new flavor. Yeah, well, one of the things that we love about this contest is kind of those fun uh, flavor names. And, uh, you know, the youth really are great about coming up with those interesting names, such as cowlick. This one is from the Pilsen Skylighters. Um, And so this flavor features vanilla ice cream with a caramel swirl, chocolate-coated pretzels, and fudge pieces. So uh, that one sounds definitely pretty yummy to me. It's got that uh, sweet uh, caramel and chocolate flavor with a little bit of crunch and just a touch of salty with the pretzel. When will that come out into production? When can we start seeing that in shops? Cowlick is going to be available in the 2023 summer season. So it's going to be one of our feature flavors for the month of July. So you can look for Cowlick beginning in July, and that will be available in ice cream parlors and scoop shops across the state of Wisconsin and beyond. I'm looking at some of the other finalists here. It sounds like, you know, there are some fruit flavored ones, some other chocolate ones. How do you even pick a winner and, and who's in charge of selecting? <laughs> yeah, well, it takes, uh, it takes uh, several of us to sort through all of the amazing ideas. We received hundreds of ideas. And, you know, there are things that we do uh, have to ensure. You know, it's, we have to ensure that it's a flavor that we can produce, so something that we'll be able to source all the ingredients to make. Um, but we do also look for creativity both in the name, flavor combinations maybe that we haven't introduced in the past, or even just things that seem to be trending. Those all are inputs that go into the decision-making process. Hey, I'd like to be on that panel if you guys are looking for some more judges. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in it for the winning students? We have a grand prize winner, and we also have four additional finalists. And the, the, all of the ideas, uh, all, all of the hundreds of ideas were amazing, but these really, you know, kind of rose to the top for us. So those, the finalists, the four finalists, will receive a Cedar Crest ice cream party, and the grand prize winner also gets an ice cream party, and they will also receive uh, $500 for their club. Um, but we, we do think the best part is that they'll all be able to, you know, have the pride of sampling their flavor creation uh, in July this summer. This is a limited time flavor, so just July, people will get to experience the cowlick as an ice cream flavor. Have you noticed consumers, like, how do they react to this new flavor? Are they flocking to it? Oh, yes. We hear from so many of our fans that they just love trying the 4-H flavor every year. Um, and, and in fact, some of the 4-H flavors have been so popular and have gone over so well um, that we decided to bring them back um, as either feature flavors or there have even been a couple that have ended up in our, in our retail line as well. Um, so last year's 4-H winner was Haystack. Uh, we had a ton of folks tell us that they loved it so much that we, that one's actually making a return appearance in our uh, 
feature flavors this year as well. Oh, wow. So some of these flavors have stuck. They have, yes. I want to talk now about procuring your ingredients. Did this flavor have any new ingredients that Cedar Crest had to source? Well, I don't believe that we have offered uh, a chocolate cover pretzel inclusion, at least in not in our very recent history. So um, that's going to be a new uh, flavor combination for us. So we're looking forward to seeing how folks like that, you know, kind of bit of salty with that uh, sweet flavor of their ice cream. Any specific ingredients, though, for ice cream in general that you've noticed are harder to come by now? We still are seeing some challenges, but things have improved significantly for us as far as sourcing ingredients. Um, A great improvement from where we were just a couple of years ago. So that's good news. We do find that some of our um, fruit inclusions can be a little bit trickier or maybe more variable in cost. Um, because, as you said, it's, you know, it's a really deeply interconnected system. Um, but we do work to source the best-tasting ingredients and, of course, locally whenever possible. What about inflation? You mentioned there's some price variability for some ingredients nowadays. Has inflation let up at all? Well, we've certainly seen the cost of, uh, to produce the same ice cream that you know, our customers have known and loved. Our costs have risen. Um, and in the case of some ingredients, dramatically. But our secret recipe, as we say, has always been to never cut corners. So, you know, we're continuing to make our ice cream um, just as we always have, knowing that our customers uh, really expect that from us. So we're working through the cost variability and just hope to produce the same ice cream that uh, everyone's come to love. What about the demand side of the equation? Are consumers still loving ice cream or are they facing challenges that you've noticed that's maybe um, not hurt sales, but have you seen any changes in sales trends year over year? I think that's the great thing about ice cream is it is that small luxury that really anyone can enjoy, Um, whether it's a scoop at the local scoop shop or running to the grocer's freezer for a pint or a family-sized container of ice cream. You know, it is something that we all can treat ourselves to. So we haven't seen any uh, negative impact on our sales. In fact, um, Cedar Crest, uh, you know, continues to grow, which we're very excited about. Jennifer, has Cedar Crest noticed any changes in consumer preferences, flavor profiles, or anything like that? So we have introduced a a dairy-free sorbet line that many of our customers who are sensitive to dairy uh, do enjoy, and we've seen that as a a trend, as something that people are interested more in. Um, Other than that, you know, we really focus on just creating a wide variety of flavors to tempt uh, everyone who has, uh, you know, those those uh, special favorites that they always come back to. And both the new and recurring winning 4-H flavors are what many people are asking for at the ice cream counter. Again, congratulations to the winning flavor by the Pilsen Skylighters of Kiwani County for the 2023 winning flavor, Cowlick. And that will fix your cravings for both a sweet and salty snack this summer.